Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray, and I'm joined, as always, by Paul Stewart. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. How's yourself? Uh, pretty good. We're dealing with a little uh, rainy weather. It's like you sent it over here for us or something because you were sick of hearing me talk about nice days. Yeah, well, wet we're, weather we're in Scotland kind of goes yin yang together. So, yeah, I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to deal with it on this Halloween weekend. But um, we do have someone exciting for you guys today. It's not a trick. It's just a treat. We yeah, have. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got my, my compadre from the UK Cowboys, Mr. Mike oh. Poland, and also part of Blogging the Boys as well. Yes, hello there. I've never been called a treat before. <laughs> Today's the day. <laughs> yeah, I've been called a lot of things, never a treat. <laughs> I think these days people call it a snack, but in the Halloween spirit, we'll go with treat. <laughs> I've definitely had a lot of snacks, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we are happy to have you. Um, if you've missed any of his work on bloggingboys.com, I don't know what you're doing. He has broken down, um, I believe your last one was breaking down the offensive matchups. Yes, yeah. 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 And the defense one will be out at some point. I think it's out today, actually, I'm, I, I believe. I believe you're right. And yeah. it, you need to read it because we have a lot to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But first things first, um, this week was a little more exciting than most. You know, there was a there was a little bit of trading going on. Uh, we acquired Jonathan Hankins from the Las Vegas Raiders for a twenty, and we got a twenty twenty four seventh round pick as well. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yep. He's three hundred and forty yeah, yeah. pounds. He was a 2013 pick from the New York Giants, and he's in his tenth season in the league. Anyone have any uh, details on this man? Tell the people. Experienced run stopper, like they fills the gap, does his job very effectively. Um, me and Mike kind of spoke about this on Thursday um, about how people are kind of criticizing, well, non-Cowboys fans are criticizing the trade to say, oh, but he's not had any many stats. It's like, but he's a nose tackle. His job is to basically fill the void for all the other guys to do their job. So, and he does his job very, very effectively. So when you're dissecting the game film, stuff like that, Hankins does a really good, exceptional job. And he's been doing this for, as you said, 10 seasons. So, yeah. um, from but the, from the general consensus of within Cowboys Nation, we're very happy with this trade. Definitely, and I, I mean, like you say, what is crazy is ten years in the league, but he's still only thirty years of age. So, like, it's, if the Cowboys do decide to c- continue um, keeping him on the roster, that's not a problem because you're like, oh, you know, he's 31, 32 year yeah. old nose tackle. They keep going. The only issue I've got with the trade, it's not even an issue because I do like the trade, especially. And it's ironic that they make this trade after watching what the Bears did against the Patriots running like 240 yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then straight away, it's like, ah, there we go. We'll go get a run stopper. But it just makes you wonder what's going to happen. Because a lot of people keep saying about Neville Gallimore, but I think more along mm. the lines of what happens to Quinton Bohana. That's more my question. What I, does that leave him? Yeah, I will tell you something. If Neville Gallimore was to get cut, I will cause riot. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got that video with you, mate. I will send yeah, it to you. I'll like, send it to you. Like that, that's my guy. So I don't want <laughs> to see it. I don't want to want to see. I'm basically Neville Gallimore as my version of Lyle Collins to you, Meg. <laughs> well, okay. So there have been murmurs this week 
um, about Neville Gallimore, someone very astute noticed that, you know, he pulled the Dallas Cowboys from his um, bio on I believe, mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, and then just they turned around in the front office, just kind of gushed about him. Mm. Um, so I think that while there might have been murmurs about it, I feel as though nothing is coming of that. Just, you know, they love to be cryptic. You know, they love mm. to talk. They pretty much tell us without telling us like what their plans are. It doesn't seem to be that we need to worry about you riding in the streets, uh, Paul. Just from yeah. talk this week, they they were you know speaking highly about we want to have as many Neville, Neville Gallimores in the room as possible, that kind of stuff. So mm. I don't think this necessarily speaks to um, whether we'll be seeing Neville Gallimore around the building. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, just to kind of go back to Mike's point, like the the more talk is kind of like what you mentioned there, Mike, was more potentially Quentin Bohana. Yeah, it's because yeah. they play the exact same role. The only difference is, is Hankins is like as you already mentioned, Paul. He's more experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you would say as well. He's a little bit more athletic in what he does. He's a little bit better at it. So you kind of say, well, that's Quinton Bahana's role. You know, John Ridgeway was he's supposed to be to, that guy. He was, was supposed to be yeah. And then Bahana came up a little bit, and then it seems to be right. Let's go down the road of having this Hankins guy here um, and you know as well as the age and the experience and everything they didn't even give up that much for it no no they didn't and, and and I don't know what the cap numbers are but I don't think he'll be that much in the cap as well vet minimum I believe yeah I believe so, what I did, yeah. so and what, go on sorry mate yeah I was just going to say it's just when you do look in the overall perspective of it it does sound like it's actually been quite a good deal so far so but hopefully with him now being on board, we can actually kind of like fix up the leaks and the inside gaps where it comes to the run defense. So yeah, yeah, and, and they give up a six for it, and I believe. Bear in mind, he's a he's a, a run stuffy nose tackle. I believe that he was taken in the second round because that's how good he is. I will just confirm that with you right now. I think it was either a second or a third round pick. Yeah, I mean. I think the biggest thing for everyone is how big he is. And he's like, everyone's very excited about having the big boy um, there to stop the run. So having Osa get a little assistance there will be very helpful. Yeah. Yeah, Just, just to confirm, he was drafted in 2013 round two pick number 49. So he's quite a high end draft pick. That's what I mean. He's, he's of quality. So he was in the same draft class as like Eric Fisher, who went to the Kansas City mm-hmm. Chiefs, uh, Lane Johnson, who plays for that, those dirty birds, <laughs> um, Kyle Long, the offensive guard for who used to play for the Bears and stuff like that. So DeAndre Hopkins. So there's a, and it's the same year as Travis Frederick. Mm. So, so a lot of good names out there. I miss Travis. Me too. Oh, no, we mm. all do. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a great move on their part. I think we were all um, pleasantly surprised to see that come through. And it, and of course, you know, knowing them, it's always the vet minimum smart deal, that kind of thing going on. Um, and we didn't have too much time to talk about how excited we were because the Eagles turned around and did more of a blockbuster trade on us. Um, so I kind of want to get your thoughts about Robert Quinn going from the Bears, who we are seeing this weekend, and uh, going on to Eagles, who we will be seeing uh, the Christmas Eve in December. Yeah, it is. I'll leave that to you, Mr. Mike Poland. <laughs> well, like for one thing, right? So the, the, the Bears have moved on from him. The Bears lack pass rush, and they've just got rid of like, a guy who had a sack for them <laughs> on a team that only has like 12 sacks. Um, go, He's going to the Eagles, fairly similar in terms of uh, defensive. You know, they, they both play 4-3. Um, but the, uh, the, the issue I got, we all love Robert Quinn because what he did here. But I just, you, you look at the numbers he's put up this year and what he's done, and yeah. you're just like, hmm. And like even his pass what, rush I would muddle that one up. Pass, rush, win rate. Um, down, down. Yeah. 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 There's like a bunch. And like, 
they all go on about the double team uh, stats, you know, that he's getting double yeah. teamed. And it's like, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. Regardless, yeah, regardless of that, mate, like the win rate kind of justifies like the slow decline because that's purely on your individual effort. That that's the one statistic. Mm. That's the one statistic you can actually kind of say, um, okay, every player has a win rate of such and such. So yeah. with Robert Quinn kind of declining this season, like don't get me wrong, like I will give the Dirty Birds some credit. They do have a good defensive front. They've always had for the past six, seven years. Oh yeah. So so he's going to he is going into a better system. But for this game, we're going against the Bears. It just helps our chances to move the ball forward. Well, yeah, 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 definitely for this game. But you, you is the thing I thought of, and I don't know what you guys think of this. It's a little, little conspiracy going on, yeah. So, mm. um, uh, yeah, my, my, what I'm thinking is, did they take the Robert Quinn trade because they've got the Cowboys coming up and they're worried about him, and they're like, give us a little insider. What are these players like? But the problem is with that. I know that's though, reaching. That is, yeah, that is reaching because wasn't Robert Quinn under the Jason Garrett era? Yeah, yeah, but there's yeah, a so, it's so, so completely there, different it? system, completely mm. different offense, completely different defense. So, how would that kind of like? I, I don't see that. Uh, the, 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 the only thing Robert Quinn could probably tell the Eagles is that, yeah, the star in Frisco is absolutely more beautiful than this place, you know? <laughs> it's like, why am I going to a stadium that looks like a shopping mall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to discount the fact that last year he had 18 sacks. Um, you know, and then he's going on to a good defense with mm-hmm. a great defensive coordinator. And you can tell by the reaction of um, guys like Roquan Smith in their um, interviews when he found out like mid interview yeah. that he was being <laughs> traded, um, just how much he meant to that locker room. Um, taking that and putting it in the Eagles locker room. I'm not excited about that. Like if you're going to be galvanizing a defense and like bringing people together and like playing for something and you have a guy like Robert Quinn in your locker room, that's, that is something to be concerned about. It was a really good move on their part. I wish mm-hmm. we did more exciting things like that. Um, <laughs> it's not over yet. We're still, no, we, not. May ha- we, we might have time to get bring in a wide receiver for what everyone's been trying for. So who knows, but that's what I was going to ask you guys though. Next is there's been a lot of funky speculation on the wide receiver front um, mm-hmm. as far as coming to the Cowboys. Um, one of which was Odell Beckham. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not against it to be honest. I'm not either. He's a tiger, so you know I'm never gonna. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I figured that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like OBJ still has a lot of qualities towards him. Like, is he definitely the, the type of player that you want in, a, in your roster in terms of team team chemistry? Mm, debatable. Absolutely. He seemed to have like he seemed to had more fun playing in St. Louis. He seemed to had more connection with his team there than he did in Cleveland. Like and this is no disrespect to Cleveland, but that is a dysfunctional team when mm. it comes to like they've always had that. Like they just can't seem to kind of keep a hold of good players when they've when they're going so well at one mm. point. But I wouldn't be objective to it. Like it just really depends on the cost more than anything. Like I'm acting like I'm Stephen Jones right now. Like I'm all thing, I'm more thinking about the business side of things right now. If it makes sense, then do it. Like yeah. Nothing I say is my definitive thoughts on this by any means, Mm. Um, but they really want C.D. Lamb to be wide receiver one. They want him to be the guy. We haven't fully seen that develop yet. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is a one. There you go. Point blank. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a one in the Rams. He was definitely a number two. Coming on to this team. Yeah, coming, or coming onto this team. Oh, yeah, yeah. You you would think he has a good chance to actually fight for that number one spot for sure. Yeah, yeah. and he so, would over Alpha CD Lamb for sure. And, yeah, and he's. I mean, CD's not one of those guys that's like has a huge ego, anyways, no. in the locker room. So I mean, yeah. it's not like that would be a big issue. It's a matter of like whether that would mesh well. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. Mm. <laughs> that's too like, that's too big for them, honestly. Yeah. In terms of like Sebekum, though, like 
again, I'm thinking like Jerry and Stephen here, the market value in terms of return would actually be tenfold. Like jerseys will be flying off the shelf as to kind of basically rub it in the face of the Giants fans because they're Mm. still holding on to that number 13 Beckham jerseys all those years, even despite he's not been with the Giants for what, four years now. So um, anything just to get a one-up on our rivals. So... I mean, I can, if you ask Rams fans, they want him back too. So yeah, yeah, it's not I, like I, that I, was I, a bad I, thing for their locker room. I mean, I think that is actually Beckham's preferred choice anyway, because he really does enjoy California. But, um, but I, I can't recall. Was there any other wide receivers that were in discussion? Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks, and Brandon uh, Cooks. I I would definitely look into that for sure. Yeah. And right. um, DJ Moore is the other one. Yeah. There's another one though that I just heard about. I'll we yeah. can go back and talk about them, but I just want to oh, go on, go on. I want to hear your one. Go on. <laughs> I want to get your thoughts quickly because I heard, you know, Birdie's chirping about uh Cedric Wilson. Yeah. He's I'm buried see on a depth chart and he's completely buried over there. Exactly. Over here he would not be buried. <laughs> no, no, no. And like what was ironic is when I'm, the I'm Dolphins sorry. made the trade. I was just like, man, Cedric Wilson is like the richest wide receiver four in the league right now. I, I'm yeah. telling you right now, I am not. I'm not for one return, making players making bad choices and bringing them back like that. I'm uh, not Cedric. You signed your deal with the devil. <laughs> yeah, you know. Sorry, bye bye. <laughs> I mean, players go get the bag. That's just kind of how it rolls. Um, True. But the problem I, is, though, we would now need to take on that contract now because he signed that. Mm. you don't make a bad point there i just think i like you're right he's over he's a well-paid wide receiver four over there um over here he's gonna get he would get a lot more play he has a good rapport with dak that would be interesting but you do make a very good point um which is likely why they won't do that is they don't like to pay so no we don't we're 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 very stingy and the words in, in the scottish tongue we're stingy that we say that over here too, so I got you. Oh, never knew, never knew that. There we go. <laughs> Apparently, we are, wait, Mike, I have a there problem. we go. Point, point, point proven. We are the world's team. We're even using the same words. Exactly. <laughs> like, if I said, like, spill the tea, like, would you know what I'm talking about? Spill the tea, like, make a mistake. <laughs> uh-huh. See, I had this discussion last week, right? No, it means like, tell me the gossip. Sp- oh, okay. Tea means gossip. See what I mean? That nah, was my reaction. Yeah, it's spill the beans. Yeah, if spill the see, beans. If you see anyone on Twitter and stuff, be like, oh my God, that's tea, or like spill the tea or tell me the tea, they're talking about gossip. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I do. The, the one I did, didn't understand when I came over to Dallas was, you know, seen a, a few of my mates from the, the Air Force that was over and they said, oh, it's been a minute. And I was just like, what are you on about? And they were like, you know, it's been a minute. And I've I was heard like, that one before. No, I never had. And I was like, it's been about a year. And they're like, yeah, that's what we're on about. And I was that, like, no, okay, the, I'm completely lost right here. The reason why they say it's been a minute is like, even though it's been so long, but it only yeah, feels like yeah. yesterday. Yeah, as, yeah, what, yeah. as the expression. And then I got used to it. And now I say it all the time. I try to keep up on um, all the slang over there by watching Love Island. So I feel like I'm up to date. Oh, <sighs> God. You're going I- down in my estimation, Meg. <laughs> I won't apologize for it. I love Love Island. <laughs> well, you'll get on with my wife then. Perfect. Well, okay. <laughs> Quickly back to this though. Of the guys that we discussed, do you see any of them as like a likely get for the Cowboys um, in this whole the, trade mania? The one that makes sense to me is Brandon Cooks mm. for me. I like, I think he'll be a more cheaper option than DJ Moore. And he still has a lot more to offer, and he can be a, a wide receiver number two under CD Lamb. DJ DJ Moore would be great, but the the issue with Moore is it's going to come with a lot of cost. There's going to be a high cost there. Exactly, and I'm thinking you call like it D- more cost, maybe. Mm. Yeah, that's the problem. With, like DJ Sorry, Moore would be I, great. I really lame puns, and no one laughs. It's- well, you're okay. <laughs> I, oh, I, I I was with you. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that. No, you're fine. Keep going. No, it's like 
like you said there may more will cost a lot more oh no no, no i just said ah, it. there you uh, go Got him. yeah yeah my god uh yeah anyway uh dj will cost more there we go yeah. ah. <laughs> all right steven and jerry won't do that they'll be wanting to try and find a more cheaper more affordable solution that is not going to impact in the cap or any future draft picks capita etc etc so um but yeah this is why i'm kind of referring to like brandon Cooks would be more like he is playing pretty decent for houston right now and if we can maybe like trade up for maybe like a four for a third i'd be happy with that because he is a former first round draft pick and yeah. he has been solid for nearly pretty much every team he's played for like when he went play for the patriots he played for houston played for the rams he's always been stood out he's always stood and made some big plays yeah, I mean, I kind of want to, you can give me a quick thought on this because I mean, we've, I feel like this is a, a discussion that is ever prevalent, ever prevalent in Cowboys Nation. But like, how do you feel, you know, watching other teams, especially in the NFC East, kind of go all in um, when they bring guys into the building, um, kind of going for gold there when the Cowboys just, refuse to do it at every turn even when they have opportunities it kind of feels like they're banking on the other teams to crash and burn in a way it's like mm-hmm. we're kind of seeing that in a way with the rams right now they went all in yeah they don't won the super bowl yeah but they're not doing so well right now like like when you look in that comparison we kind of knew with all the star players von miller's now gone he's went to the bills like OG. Beckham still kind of sidelined. We don't know if he's going to return to the Rams or not, but it just seems to be Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, and that's it. There's no running game with that team. But but there's the other teams. Like, yeah, they're making moves, but I don't know if it's is it those type of moves that are going to really cost them in in the end, like in the future and stuff. Like that? Is it going to make them that next level Super Bowl team? Mm, debatable, like. Twins are question mark right now for the Eagles. Like, yeah, we know like last year was like 18 and a half sacks, whatever and that, and he's not doing so well just now. But we haven't grown to a more better team. We just don't know what to expect. So it's a lot, it's it's a lot of gambles. It really is. Mm. And, and, and that's the trouble. And, and it's a lot to to pay on Willie He fit. Do you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. I, I you know. And I've said this before. I think I've said it to you, Meg, that it's like it seems to be the pro scouting side at Dallas. We we give, you know, all their dues on how they do in the draft. But the pro scouting side always seems to be completely the other way. You know, it's very odd, especially when you look at how well they draft. Yeah, I know. That's a great point. It's it's just one of those things where, you know, a lot of times you look at it and you go, that's, you know, it's probably smart to do it this way. I get it. Um, but then you're just like, we've been trying to do this smart crap for what, 26 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I'm done being smart. I want to be dumb. Let's do something crazy. Um, but I don't think we will I be think... seeing that this, this year. No. Um, let's kind of turn our sights though, to this weekend. We are facing the uh, three and four Chicago Bears here in uh, at AT&T Stadium on Sunday. And uh, we have Justin Fields coming into the building. Hmm. My only concern is what has been our weakest point right now is like the run play option of the quarterback running out the pocket. That is my biggest RPO. concern, the mm-hmm. RPO. Like, yeah. And if that's one thing Fields is definitely born for is that run play option. Like he's he's that type of style of quarterback. He's not a gunslinger. He's not a type of quarterback who will sit nicely in the pocket to throw the ball. Like he is a guy who's always looking for different like reads. And if it, if trouble comes about, he will run. He will decide to rush the ball, and that's our biggest concern right now. Because we've it's happened to us with Daniel Jones, who's not that type of quarterback really, and still managed to gain over what seventy five yards in that game or something mm-hmm. like that. But and, and what was the start and the, the game against the Patriots? Was it 55 yards in the first half or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so, good. So we need to be very on the ball and make sure that we're, we're yeah, I know, and I'll be playing there. I know. 
<laughs> so yeah, so we, we just need to kind of ensure that our, the containment is there. We're not ru- like oh God, I was a bit throwing a pun pun there. We're not rushing in too quickly. Jeez, yeah, I'm, I'm full, full of puns tonight, so I'm <laughs> you get this. it's the mega fair. <laughs> what we're thinking of now <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but i mean because what's ironic is the bears for quite a while while he pan fields they know that he's a dual threat quarterback but it only seems to be in the last two or three games where they've gone let's put some actual designed runs in four fields and the end result was it's been getting better getting better the Patriots game, then it all came together. And it's there's a lot of screen passes. And like you say, Paul, the RPO is the Cowboys' weakness because they're just so overly aggressive, which is totally fine. But yeah. if you're going to be completely aggressive, which is the Dan Quinn way, then that means you are susceptible to the RPO and the screen game as well, especially. Yeah. And they're the two things that they do well. Um, but the only thing, uh, an idea that came into my head um, when we were talking yesterday, I never came up with it, is that this is actually not a bad game where you could put Anthony Barr on the field. I know he's a little 50-50 in terms of play, but what if you put Barr on the field and just went, your job is fields, and that's it? Uh, yeah, I would put, yeah, put him on the weak side for containment. And just for leave sure. him there, and that's like, it. You leave like, Micah Parsons like, do his thing, Jaron Curse do his. Yeah, like, Chris, you always want to put like, the Parsons on the strong side. Mm-hmm. Like, put, put, like, depending where, how many wide receivers there are, depending on what direction they are, that's that's a strong yeah, yeah. side. Yeah. On the other side, because you want to kind of like that's more like the the escape route for the quarterback is in the back side. So you want to make sure the guy who's containing the, the the weak side of the ball, whoever it's the defensive end or the linebacker, and they need to ensure that they're just basically eyeballing the the quarterback, all eyes on him, mm-hmm. regardless. Because their offensive line as well at the moment is it is bad. rearing. Oh, yeah. And what's ironic is they're bad. Like that, that offensive line is not just bad, it's injured too. But it's also bad against um, when defensive lines pull stunts and twists. And the and Cowboys, that's why we're really good at. Yeah. But yeah. well, um, we actually play more twists on the defense than any other team in the NFL. I think it's like 40, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I w- so in terms of twist, you're you're talking about two gap assignments. You're you're basically two gapping it. Two, like, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I was lined up on the five, like basically on the edge, I could move into the A gap into essentially it, yeah. in between the guard and center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so there's, that's the type of thing you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do it more than any other team. And this this offensive line is gonna really struggle against that. So you, you and they 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 will put the the, the running yards on. You mind? Yeah, yeah they, have, they like to refer to Montgomery and Herbert as Herbert as as a, as a one. It's a little similar to the way that the Cowboys have been utilizing um, yes. Zeke and yes. Tony. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where you kind of wish that you had Zeke practicing this week, um, kind of with those with the defense. Um, but it doesn't look like we'll be seeing him on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Don't get me wrong, it's going to be a, a miss if seat does not play and stuff like that. But I'm not particularly worried about it. Like, I'm pretty sure Paula is going to be absolutely fine. But the one thing I am not going to be happy about if Paula does have a great game, it's going to throw more <laughs> debates within the, our own fr- our own fans saying, yeah. oh, why do we need Zeke? Why do we? Like, I'm like, oh, no, no, it's just not start this again. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think that with this game and how bad the cowboy uh, the the bears defense can be in the run defense it can be a good game for likes of pollard individually and give t- time for likes of davis and that as well to get them some game time as yeah. well yeah and, and you know when you think as well zeke what he's really good at one of the 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 factors that make him better than pollard is his pass protection yeah and that, and that's it. levels above levels oh above. yeah 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 they're miles apart but when you look at this game, their defensive line creates very little pressure, very little sacks. So you'd think our offensive line is going to be able to hold up well enough. So if you didn't have Zeke in there to have Max, Max protect, it's not so much of a big deal because Pollard's going to be able to basically do what he needs to without having to worry about you know, any sort of pass blocking assignments. 
which we know he struggles with. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. Do you, do you feel like you saw enough from the way they were scheming offensively last week to, you know, go up against – we have some pretty pretty heavy hitters over there on the Bears' defense, honestly. Mm, yeah. Go on. Go on. No, 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 you go for it. <laughs> No, no, it's, it's like, like you're the guest. On you go. Well, I was going to say, like, they, they are big guys, and um, you know, they 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 are. I I don't want to do. I'm not going to use the term, but they 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 are they are they do a lot quite well. But in terms of creating pressure and finishing, that's the big one. Is they do lack that ability to finish on plays. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's their secondary probably worries yes. me more than like mm. that front there. So I, you, you know, you you can see a lot of Tony and it's one of those things where last week, I want to know whose idea it was to not establish the run first. Like, why are we yeah. just trying to, <laughs> I, I think it might've been a little bit of Dak just wanting to be like, look, I can throw guys. Yeah. I, <laughs> I also so. wonder like how much of Kellen was in that too. Yeah. Just to put this in perspective, so Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson, Nicholas Morrow, all like so that's two linebackers in the safety. Then the rest of cornerbacks are leading in attackers within the team. The yeah. only thing, the only player that's got is Justin Jones, but he is like ninth in terms of the solo tackle count. Yeah. But in terms of total tackles, completely. Uh, let me just get that up right now. Yeah, it's basically your safeties, your cornerbacks, and your two Williams. linebackers and Smith and Morrow yeah. are basically. It's basically all your secondaries creating all the the action. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, Eddie Jackson is good. I do like Eddie Jackson, but um, yeah. you know, like you were saying, Meg, you know, the defensive back group, it, you know, they are good, but there's ways to mitigate them, um, which we was talking about because, like, Jalen Johnson. Um, he is basically going to follow C.D. Lamb. He, he is, because he did it in the last game against the Patriots, followed their wide receiver one. But he isn't very good at playing the slot. So if he's going to follow C.D. Lamb, the one place C.D. Lamb is really good at playing is the slot. So you can mitigate his skills by by doing that. I mean, I would love to see them stick him there more. <laughs> so. Yeah. If you're kind of forced to like buy scheme, then works for me. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the other one, you you know, because you keep mentioning it, I'm trying to put your mind at ease, Meg. I'm just trying to help sure. you out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you've got Michael Gallup, the other side, who's going to have uh, Kyler Gordon. So, um, and bear in mind, going back to Johnson as well, is he's coming off injury. So mm-hmm. I think this is like his second game since coming back. But Kyler Gordon you're going to see against Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup with two targets last week, zero receptions. He's going to want the ball. And um, Callum Moore has come out this week and said, that's on me for not getting Gallup more involved. So I can see them feeding him a lot more. And Kyler Gordon, because I was went to go and check. So obviously he's going to be up against Gallup. He is five foot 10. He's going up against Michael Gallup, who's six foot one and plays deep. Good luck defending that. I mean, he's he said it, y'all, not me. <laughs> do you um do you see them hitting kind of a little bit of Schultz in there too? I feel like that's just kind of Dak's safety blanket when he's not able to figure anyone else out. Yeah, yeah. Schultz is an interest. I wonder because of the PCL injury, because like we're talking about, you know, Zeke. He's they, they, if we rest him now, that's three weeks before with the, you know because of the bye before he comes back. I wonder if they do the same with Schultz because really all Schultz needs is rest. He needs time on the sofa with his feet up, rest the PCL and hey presto, we've got Schultzy back as we are. Um, I mean, like the, the, the thing I'm wondering about is do they maybe dress him just so he's there for help if we need him? But we see a little bit more of that Peyton Hendershot, Jake Ferguson out there. Fergushot. Big shot. <laughs> yeah, there I mean, they, I think the Cowboys have pretty much proven that they are not afraid to uh, put that duo out there and Ooh. lean on it. Um, I mean, 
I think the writing is on the wall there. I think we all see it. You know, they don't think they're going to be able to pay Dalton the kind of money that mm. he's going to be requiring um, when a new contract comes up. So they have these two young bucks that are doing well. Um, they're making mistakes, but they're learning. <laughs> they're so, doing so, a good job. Yeah, so, so did Schultz yeah. in his rookie season. So, so did Jason Witten. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it's all about the process. It's all but about like learning. It, you know, you, you, you said it there though, Meg, is what I really liked is the the the, the, the play on the goal line with both tight rookie tight ends on the end where Peyton Hendershot scored the touch. That was a really well designed play using their athleticism. And you see Jake Ferguson scrape coming in on and scraping really well, did that good. Peyton Hendershot is right. You know, I mean that guy is just He's a, a he's a little bit, and I, you know, I'm I'm not saying he is, but he's got similarities to Kyle Pitts. Now they're they're miles apart in terms of talent, but I mean like in style of play, um, you know, that big athletic type guy. So it's interesting, and if they do shut Schultz down, I have to be careful what I said there, bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> but if they do shut Schultz down. I did it again uh, this week. So they do give him that break. You wonder then how much is he sweating on the sofa watching the rookies blasting it around the field and putting doubt in his future? Yeah, I mean, I think he's sweating a lot, honestly. Um, he's, you know, he had such an outstanding season um, last year. Mm -hmm. And to not be able to put out tape and just to kind of be... I don't want to say like held prisoner, but just a little bit <laughs> because, mm -hmm. you know, he wasn't able to seek um, out other opportunities. We put that franchise tag on him um, mm -hmm. and he couldn't leave us. So, you know, to be held prisoner in a way and not to be able to put out tape is probably that probably bugs him more than anything. Like he obviously wants the team to succeed first. And mm -hmm. he I can like, you know, I know that that tight end locker room like those guys. They're good. They're friends. There's, they support each other. But mm -hmm. like when you have to think about yourself a little bit, it's like, can I please play? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's a little bit what Zeke is doing too. Like he talked all week about how he wants to be out there hundred percent. And like, if it was up to him, like blah, 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 like he'd be out there. You're gonna put up better tape though. When you're well rested, you have the bye week after this, and then you have like another week after that to prep for the next exactly. game it's like it's gonna do you good so exactly. you know two sides one coin <laughs> yeah, exactly and it'll be a tale of two halves and you just go get like, i was dealing with the injury you can see here it is and then i get the break look here i am so it could do wonders with him staying here and if he doesn't moving forward you know um i need to get paul's thoughts over here on um Terrence Steele is uh, dealing with a bit of an injury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as you may know, I did do an article praising how well Terrence Steele has been so far this season. Don't get me wrong. Like, if he can limit his penalties and stuff like that, I think he's definitely in the contention of getting his name mentioned for Pro Bowl status. I think he's been, I think he's been great. But, um, this is a bit of a kick in the teeth. Um, going into this game, um, if he's not going to be available, then I think you, what you said, mate, was it was going to be uh, Josh Ball was going to be involved. That, that's who it would be on the depth chart. Whether they do that, I don't know because obviously you can't, it's not going to be well, let's go because they've shut him down, yeah, yeah. So, so, but am I concerned to? the level of what the bears are doing not necessarily because like we kind of discussed they don't really have that much of a pass rush at all they're what 28 for something like that uh what well, in sacks or no, no, just in pass rushing up uh, win rate oh way down they passed but i think I can't, I can't remember the exact number we mentioned it yesterday it was something like 21 percent yeah it was, i think it was, it's dead last actually well, there you go. That's, if it's dead last, then there you go. So it's kind of like more of a kind of 
we we just kind of got lucky in that. May, perhaps we got lucky. I'm not saying we are being lucky, but we might be being lucky in this scenario. Um, if, if Steel doesn't play this weekend, so, but yeah, um, just hope he gets fit for the upcoming games, like so James Green Bay, and well, we, we'll have the bye week and all that, obviously, but. I think this will come of a good time. Maybe get him rested up, make sure he's all fully fit for the second half of the season. Yeah, I, I'm trying to see if there's any news. I mean, the trouble is, is we're doing this before the final practice report, so it's hard to tell. It's like just lots of information about how he's yeah. been yesterday, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, also, someone who Paul is, you know, besties with... Uh, <laughs> that didn't practice this week has been Sam Williams. So. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, I, I'm all praising Sam Williams right now. I've, he's he's made, like, I'm eating all the humble pie a man can eat right now. <laughs> like, but if I get the chance to meet Sam Williams, I would actually personally say, so, uh, you've proved me wrong big time and I would like to shoot your hand and so I'm, I'm now I'm fine. So he's, he's, he's won me over. Big time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had such a crazy game with the Lions. Um, just tremendous gameplay. Um, he, he, he was not an NFL football player in that game. He turned into Brock Lesnar and started doing suplex city on running backs that game. It was ridiculous. It was beautiful to watch. Mm. <laughs> Threw him like an empty suitcase. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm just checking now, but I'm both... Um, Calvin Watkins and Cal Yeomans are saying that Sam Williams ha- it has a very good chance of playing. We need it. We definitely need it. So, yeah. I mean, especially after last week, like to build on that, that would be an incredible opportunity for him. Yeah, like the projection of him going the way he's going right now, like he is going to be an absolute baller in, in the years to come for the Dallas Cowboys. And now I can see why. Dan Quinn and Jerry were so highly rated of him. So um, it kind of goes back to like, we kind of criticized the front office before the season started, but it seems like now we're actually, you know what? Yeah, we now we know why you guys are in charge and you're starting to prove us wrong once again. So fair play, absolute fair play. Yeah. And I'm just reading something on Todd Archer now that's just come through. He says uh, Mike McCarthy told him Sam Williams, Malik Hooker, Noah Brown all have a chance to practice tomorrow or Saturday. Yeah, <clears throat> I believe the determination is kind of being left up to Saturday for yeah for um, Terrence as well. So okay, yeah. Well, we should soon know what the deal <laughs> is. Um, but those are just things to look out for um, as we head into Sunday, um, guys. I need to know what your uh, keys to the game are like how do we pull this win out run the ball yeah (laughs) run the ball run the ball put the pressure on fields contain actually put the pressure on them but also contain them and that's where we'll get the win more than anything and stop the run there you go that was what i was going to say the other side the keys the, the key thing on the other side is and it's not even stop the run it's stop the run on the outside, it seems to be when they go off tackle is where we struggle. So I'm, I'm telling my cornerbacks this weekend, don't worry so much about the pass. I need you to defend against the run. I, I'm because I, that's the issue. Cornerbacks defend the run, please. Um, and then on the other side, I'm telling Tony Pollard, you know, run. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the song. I, 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 I'm, I would, I'm, ta- I'm doing a Forrest Gump. I would just tell him it's just to go and have fun. <laughs> yeah it's one way to do it yeah yeah this is gonna be a game where um it's gonna make some fans more insufferable than they already are but like it's gonna be a big tony day <laughs> yeah it will be without uh, a doubt like he is projected to score like 13.6 fantasy points in fantasy football right now might be more than that i think it will i think it will like that's just that's just the the projection since um Zeke uh, is questionable right now, so it could mm. elevate up to maybe 18. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think as well, I don't know what you think, guys, that we're saying Russian, Tony Pollard. Could this be a game where we see a bit of old school Dak with the Russian? 
I would say I more. What <laughs> well, about the even the screen passes? I don't see it. No, you don't see it. Ah, fair enough. You're too far into the season. It's it's something that's always been like one of my favorite parts of Dak's game is his ability to like you know successfully execute the quarterback sneak and just be yep. force. Um, I know it's not rational for me to want him to do that like considering this you know the injuries of past exactly that's the dance mm. yeah but like, like i do think that he's gonna get a little hungry for it watching justin so you know if you if use your brain if you feel like it's a smart move i say go for it i need to see yeah. him do it mm. yeah I was just yeah, going mean, to say, I'm sorry, Mike. I was just going to say, come. like, I'm just kind of thinking back to like the screenplays and stuff. Like that. It wouldn't surprise me if there would be a new install for game preparation that might throw in some new plays for this particular game. Just to expect, like, because we know Kellen is a bit of an experimental scientist when it comes to his offense. So, yeah. I, like, I know you're saying it's unlikely, but I'm just saying that, that, that there's a good, I think there's a good chance we might actually see something different. My problem with the screen game is that we're now like into week eight and we've hardly seen any screen game, albeit we haven't had. But that's that's the beauty of it, though, Mike, when you think about it. You don't want to give too much away. But what what I'm thinking is they must have tried because it's very little. I mean, really, very, very little screen game. Uh, um, And and I'm just thinking that they, they bound to have tried it. They're bound to have looked at this and gone, yeah, and something isn't right. Uh, and whether it, it's the offensive lineman being athletic enough to get out into space mm-hmm. to be able to, to block. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, or whatever it is, there's, there's some reason there. that Because they, they definitely wouldn't have gone away from it because the screen, we, we all know screen passes, especially on, like, you know, the defense is coming at you. They're trying to bring the pressure. The screen game can absolutely wash that defense over. It's a brilliant tool to use but they don't use it at all so there must be a reason why they've abandoned it mm. so i kind of somewhat disagree like the reason i'm kind of saying that is like they might yet yeah, from the, from the standpoint where you could say like yeah they've tried it in certain teams and certain and how their schemes are yeah mm. i get that but that but make no mistake they will be practicing in the practice field of it oh, yeah like, no, I, I so, agree, so, right? so, so they're not abandoning that. I just think it really depends on the look and the assessment of how certain offenses are. So there may be some particular games where we might actually be completely stream passes and RPOs. There could be there could be some games where it's just purely throwing the deep ball. It's mm-hmm. all situational. So that's what I'm kind of saying. It's like with how their pass rushes, they they would not expect that. Yeah. I know what you say, and and leave, leave your sneaky plays or something that you haven't done in the regular season to the playoffs. Yeah, I know where you're coming from, and I agree with you. But I just think that because you're not seeing it that much at all, there must be a reason that they, they, they've seen something when they've tried it and they just do not like it. Sorry, I do apologize. My dog has just appeared and he's looking Look for at something. And, he, and he's, looking, he's looking out once they go out, so apologies. <laughs> That's, um, speaking of all these guesses and projections we're making about what they're going to do. What do you think the game's going to end up being? Like, give me your score prediction. Uh, So yesterday, uh, so not yesterday, uh, on Thursday. um, That was, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so on Thursday, I projected 41-17 Cowboys. (laughs) I went big on this one. I went big. Yeah, it's so much so uh, I've created a picture with 40 burgers on it just in case, Paul. Yeah, the reason I'm saying that though is because we saw what Kellen Moore <laughs> mentioned in regards to Michael Gallup's involvement. He wants to get him more involved. And if there's one thing Gallup is, is more known for is the deep route. So mm-hmm. um putting him to the test against Gordon, I, I'm sure he'll be up for the challenge to kind of see let's see how good these cornerbacks really are. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong, we're still going to run the ball like crazy, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game for us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've put in a prediction, and I said 21-12. Yeah. 
Um, I I was a little bit more sensible. Um, and it, yeah, you know, yeah. So you've you've went the whole route where there's no touchdowns for the Bears at all, and you no, went for all field no. goals. Yeah, all field is look, look what happened. Did it in the last game? So field goals. Um, you know, yeah, that's what I think. And what what is interesting is that you, you can take a lot away from them, uh, uh, and that's the way to do it. Like like the Bears tight ends. I put this out today. Uh, the Bears tight ends have zero touchdowns this year. That's the least in the league. The Cowboys have allowed zero touchdowns to tight ends this year. The fewest in the league. All right. You heard it here first. What's yours, Meg? What's yours, Meg? Okay, fine. Um, 24 to 14. Dallas I Cowboys. like it. I like it. That's an easy cop-out score. So I'm down. Well, here's the thing. My scores are always like completely the opposite of what happens. So <laughs> yeah, uh, if you want to Paul's usually closer to it. So like if we score 40 points, I'm not gonna be mad about it. Ooh, I got I'm, one for I'm, you. I've not been far off with all my predictions this year, yeah. to be honest. I got I I got one for you, right? I said 21. 12. I'm going to get a hot take on this one. And, and, and I'll ask you guys as well what your hot takes are. But my, my, my hot take scores, right, is this. Uh-huh. A rushing touchdown from Tony Pollard. A pick six from Trayvon Diggs. And a punt return touchdown from Cavante Turpin. So that's all oh. three. I like it. Now, it's that would be very annoying for all the people that hate hearing from the DAC haters. But other- <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me. I just think Turpin's, you look last week. I mean, he's a half step away from a touchdown. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, I thought he was going to get it last week. He, yeah. when he uh, got hit like right down there, I was like, oh, that, that, that was going. Well, and yeah. then, uh, but it, Dave's, Dave Hellman's tweet was like, my toxic trait is no matter like how far away it is. I say, go for it. Because <laughs> if you, <laughs> you get a uh, return that big, like you want to make it happen. Um, and I agree with that. Let's see. So I have one Halloween question for you because Jerry Jones, like was just going off about how much he loves trick or treating and candy. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> he loves candy corn and I agree with him. Um, <laughs> candy corn, you yeah. ever tried it? No, no, it's like it's like eating hard rubber. It's no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like it. Like people that hate cilantro and say it tastes like soap, incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is wrong. I know a lot of people hate on candy corn, but it's good, and you guys are all just going with the crowd. It's, 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 like, it's like my argument. People think uh, iron brew tastes like orange soda. I'm like, no, it doesn't taste like iron brew. Who loves orange soda? It's delicious. So it's like a creamsicle. A cream soda. There we go. I said creamsicle, which is an orange cream. There you go. Oh, never heard yeah. of that one as well. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just teaching him so many things over here. Um, but my point is, what is y'all's favorite Halloween candy? And if it's something from over there, you're going to have to explain it. It used to be Iron Brew candy balls, but they've now they banned it. But they, they used to yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, they used to have. Now they've banned it because of the sugar content. <laughs> and it would actually it would actually break your teeth in half. And they did. Yeah. But I don't know if you've ever tried them. The best candy ever. And uh, you you might get them in America. I don't know. Paul will know these, but um, it's either the Vimto sweets, the oh, fizzy Vimto sweets. Yes, oh, they're the bomb. Or oh, I, I'll tell you now. Or the other one is called a fruit salad. Remember them, Paul? Oh, come on. they're all right. They're all right. The fruit yeah, salads are all right. But the the Vimto sweets, it's like um a grape flavored sweet, and they're like purple in color. Um, the size is hard to describe what it looks like. You can Despite get, Fimto, the, you can get, you can get them to bonbons as well. Yeah, oh, they're good too. But and, and it, 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 it's sort of, I don't know, about 
two or three inches long in like a rectangle, but inside in the middle is like a streak of like sherbet. So as you bite into them, it goes all fizzy. So it's like a fizzy drink in your mouth. That kind of sounds like we have things called pop rocks over here. Yes, kind of like that. Yeah. It sounds like there's a little more to it over <laughs> over there yeah, for you guys. More, more solid, yeah. Or do, don't you worry, Megan. Don't forget, I will be bringing some candy over. Heck yeah. Well, we'll uh, send some back for you. It's a trade. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll need to you'll need to take some whiskey as well, Paul. We'll get that sorted. Please. Well, I'm already already ahead of it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a whiskey trade too. Am I allowed to send uh, whiskey back with you? Is that allowed? Yeah, you can, as long as it's in my suitcase, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Just don't take that tequila with you, mate. Tequila's <laughs> mm. mm. the best. Oh, it's, it's, how much was it a bottle, Paul? What, a Don Julio? Oh, yeah. it cost me like 150 pounds, well, which is yeah. like 180 yeah. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 The Donna Julio, nineteen forty-two. Yeah. You're, it's you're a lovely like, bottle. It's a it's a gorgeous bottle. If, 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 for our listeners on blogging the boys, if you could see Meg's reaction to what I just said, there is absolute priceless. She's in shock horror that I paid that amount of money for a bottle of alcohol. But honestly, Meg, you love it. If you don't even like tequila, you will like that. Here's the thing. There's so much tequila in Texas. And it doesn't cost me a hundred dollars. No, but this is about one hundred and eighty dollars. She, she's not dollar. wrong. Yeah, it's true. That's far like, too expensive. Yeah, I mean, the reason I got it because it was just like that's what I had before, and I was like, I like that, and I didn't realize how expensive it was. I was like, oh crap, okay, that's yeah. my wallet stint. Yeah, yeah, I did um, notice when you were giving me shots of it, you were pouring it very slowly. I'll get you. I'll get you into some more like thirty dollar brands that have like a big. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. With the women, with the women. That would be great. Let's All do right, it. I'm done for that. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode I'm here with Mike Poland. Uh, tell everyone where they can follow you. Uh, we're, I'm on UK Cowboys and uh, at Kenfig Cowboy. That's K Kenfig K Cowboy. And he has a bunch of articles out for you on bloggingboys.com. Oh, yeah. So be those out. <laughs> um, Paul, tell everyone where they can they can, actually you guys get to like tweet along with the game for real and not have to stay up till like three in the morning. So that's exciting. Uh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Because the time difference, the time difference. That we go back an hour. Yeah. So it's now it's... no longer six hours. It's a five-hour difference. Mm. Only for a week, though. That was, yeah, sorry. That was Arnie telling me he wants to go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a 5 p.m. kickoff for us this week. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, I'm going to be listening to the game in the car because I'm in Wembley watching the Broncos game this weekend. Boo! Yeah. Getting a bit of the NFL international action. I I, we- I I I just I I Mike, I'm disappointed. The fact that you're missing out watching the Cowboys game to watch another team is more of a slap in the face. It. I won't miss it. I'll have it on on the car in the radio as I drive home from Wembley. It's not the same, though. It is not the same. But I will be. Wait a minute. I'm driving, so I won't be drunk. Or tweeting. <laughs> it's my turn to drive. It's my turn there to you drive. Go. How responsible of you. Everyone, uh, uh, follow Mike and then check out Paul. He, Paul, tell him where to find you. Yeah, you can follow me at IMPStu on Instagram and Twitter. And do you have a In the Trenches coming out today on Saturday? No, no. Um, I've not been um, on the articles this week. Um, just for, no, it's for, for personal reasons, though, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah, but I'll be back on it next week. We'll be excited to read. Um, yes. You can follow me at Megbury with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we are excited to watch this game with you. We have content for you every day of the week at bloggingtheboys.com. And uh, you can listen. To- <laughs> Sorry. What the hell was that? <laughs> that was my dog. That was your dog? <laughs> oh, that's the excuse. I heard that it was was like a pure (laughs) bleh. What the hell? (laughs) Anyway, folks, like Maid was saying. I'm ashamed right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be ashamed. (laughs) Anyways, 
you can listen to more of stuff like this um, <laughs> day of the week wherever you listen to podcasts rate review and subscribe tell us how much you love us and uh we'll see you guys next week go cowboys how about them cowboys yeah honor and a pleasure thank you guys thank you